This is the Pipeline Podcast, where you'll get to know the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tire. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Pipeline Podcast. I should call this a special edition of the Pipeline Podcast because I'm joined by Jeff Svoboda. And Jeff, we're going to talk a little World Junior Tournament. And, you know, just to get started here, you might not be familiar with the World Junior Tournament, but it's, it's something that I have really enjoyed for the past few years. It's, you know, something that Canadians in particular really get excited about. I think, Jeff, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong or if you have a different opinion, but in Europe, people get excited about the World Championships there, the men playing. In North America and Canada in particular, people get more excited about this World Junior Tournament, the next crop of great players, and that's why I love it so much. Yeah, no, I tend to agree, and and you are right. I think the World Championships are bigger, certainly bigger in Europe than they are here, and I think that's because the Stanley Cup playoffs are happening here, uh, usually when the uh, World Championships are happening. But the World Juniors has become kind of a holiday tradition here in North America. It's certainly huge in Canada. I think it's gotten bigger here in the States uh, as the years have gone by. Uh, but it's become the kind of things you said, the, the future of hockey. There's a really good chance that almost everybody on the Canadian team, when you watch these games over the next couple of days, if you do watch the games, uh, will be playing in the NHL someday. And there's going to be NHL players on pretty much every team that's in this tournament, uh, future NHLers. And there's going to be guys that within the next two to three years are playing at the NHL level. So it is really cool to watch, in my opinion. Uh, you get to see, say, you get to see the guys you'll be watching down the road. You get to kind of already start to know who some of the top players in the uh, future are going to be. And uh, you also get to watch, uh, you know, kids pouring their hearts out, basically, uh, for their nations, which is always fun to watch as well. So it's become, you know, especially last year, as we were kind of sitting there and going through the, the pandemic with no NHL hockey, and who knows how much NHL hockey we're going to have this year, uh, this, this time around. Uh, it, it really is entertainment, uh, you know, must-watch viewing, just because it is such good hockey, and there's so much interest in it here in the States and in Canada. Yeah, I can't wait for the tournament to start. If you know, you're unaware of when it's going to start, December 26th, game number one. The tournament will end January 5th. And you know, just a brief overview here of what the World Junior Tournament is. It's held every year by the International Ice Hockey Federation, IIHF. It's the top 10 U-20 national teams competing against each other. So you're going to see Russia, you're going to see the Czech Republic, United States, Finland, Canada, all teams like that. Uh, and it's this year being held in Edmonton and Red Deer, Alberta. So a couple of different locations up there where these teams are going to be facing off. And Jeff, you know, it's a huge tournament, a lot of interest, obviously, in Canada, in the United States. I'm sure our listeners and viewers here are curious to see what Team USA is going to look like. But the way that Jeff and I wanted to get together and do this is kind of tell the story of the World Juniors from a Blue Jackets perspective in uh, by all accounts, what Jeff and I believe to be occurring here, because some of the rosters aren't officially set yet, we're not really going to know until the tournament starts, but it looks like three Blue Jackets prospects will be in the tournament. Stanislav Svozl for Team Czech Republic, Samuel Kanajko for Team Slovakia, and of course, the fifth overall pick at this summer's draft, Kent Johnson for Team Canada. So Jeff, I want to tell the story from the Blue Jackets perspective. So we'll talk a little bit about each one of these guys, what they've done so far for their teams this season. Of course, Svozl and Kanashko playing in the WHL right now, Kent Johnson at the University of Michigan. So we'll talk a bit about what those guys have done already and what they look like 
as Blue Jackets prospects going forward. Before that, just so everybody knows, Team USA looking to defend their title at the World Juniors last year, the 2020-2021 tournament. Team USA won over Team Canada. So, uh, excuse me, Team Canada looking to avenge their loss in the title game last season. But Jeff, let's start off talking about Sposal. What do you know about him? He's a guy that I really like. Uh, Third-round draft pick of the Blue Jackets in this summer's NHL draft, the 2021 draft. Uh, saw him play a lot up at the Traverse City uh, tournament when he was uh, a defenseman for the Blue Jackets there. Uh, he played uh, against men in his native Czech Republic last year. He was in the Extra Liga, which is the top league over there, and, and really played well for a guy of his age. Um, you know, only 18 years old when he was drafted by the Blue Jackets. Some people had said, you know, some rankings actually had him as a potential first-round pick. Uh, when they were putting together uh, kind of the mock drafts, and he fell to the Blue Jackets down in the third round. Um, really a two-way guy, I think really kind of forecasts as being, you know, maybe a second or third pair defenseman at the NHL level, but he's got some offensive creativity, and he's also got, you know, defensive chops, which you have to have uh, being a defenseman and especially playing at the level as he's played at, you know, against men in his home country and now uh, in the WHL. And he, you know, decided to come over. He's playing with some pretty good players uh, up there uh, in Regina. And, uh, you know, Connor Bedard's one of those. I think we'll talk about him as we go. Um, but, you know, he's on a team that's, that's being watched quite a bit. Uh, and he's, he's got a pretty good skill set. The one play he made up in Traverse that really impressed me, uh, he was playing on the left side on, on defense and uh, uh, took a pass. And, and someone, uh, for, I forget which team it was, kind of came out to challenge him. And he made pretty much a quick spinorama with the puck to get around the guy, uh, put himself in a really advantageous uh, scoring area. Uh, put the puck to the front of the net, and the Blue Jackets were able to score a goal off of it. And it was one of those plays that you kind of looked at and went, wow, this kid has a lot of poise on the puck. And, and so that's, you know, for a defenseman, I think one of the most underrated things you can have is uh, kind of that ability to, to slow the game down a little bit uh, and play with the puck on your stick. And he's already got that, and he's playing in a league where he's going to get even more of it. So a guy I really like and a guy that, that could be a difference maker for the Czechs uh, in this tournament because, you know, they're not necessarily forecast to be one of the top teams, but you know, he's a guy that can kind of dictate play a little bit and, and really, you know, maybe help them surprise some teams as this thing goes on. Yeah, Stanislav Svozil off to a great start this season with the Regina Pats. He's got a goal and 17 assists, 18 points in 26 games so far this season. And he's actually in top 10 among uh, defensemen scoring there in the WHL so far this season. Really impressive as a first-year player in that league. Like Jeff said, third-round pick by the Blue Jackets this past summer, 69th overall was at Blue Jackets training camp, was in that prospect tournament, and he did play in the World Junior Tournament representing uh, the Czech Republic last year. So a guy who's in the tournament for his second time, a little bit more experience. I'll be really interested to see what he does this go-round in the tournament. And, you know, I didn't say this earlier, but again, this is a U-20 tournament, so it's mostly guys that have been drafted already or have been draft eligible already, but we will get to some guys a little bit later on that are in the younger crop that will be draft eligible this year and then next season some of those really top prospects that we're excited to see but this is a little bit older of a tournament so teams already have prospects playing in this tournament and then Stanislav Svozil of course one of those guys for the Blue Jackets he'll be a defenseman representing Team Czech Republic so eager to check out Stanislav Svozil Jeff let's talk about another Blue Jackets defenseman prospect and that's Samuel Kanashko, another third-round pick. He was in 2020, 78th overall. He made the transition to North America this year. He was playing over in Finland, 
But uh, now he's in the WHL himself with the Seattle Thunderbirds, five games into his WHL career. He's got a goal and two assists for three points in five games, off to a pretty good start in North America. Yeah, and it was a move that's happened relatively recently. As you said, he's only played five games uh, for Seattle, but he was playing for the junior team, the U-20 team over in Finland of TPS, uh, and was dominating over there, but just couldn't crack the senior team lineup. And I think uh, the Blue Jackets and him kind of realized for, for his develop to con- or development to continue rather than keep playing against, uh, you know, the, the kind of the, uh, the U-20 level over in the, the uh, Finland, they wanted him to come over and, and play in the WHL and, and get big minutes and play against, uh, you know, a future NHLers and, and things like that. Uh, so that's why that move was made. But, but he's a guy at the international level. He was the captain of the uh, Slovak team last year. Uh, he had a pretty good tournament. Uh, and I think he was maybe injured and missed a game somewhere along the line, if I remember correctly. Uh, but as a guy that, that they really like on their blue line, uh, is kind of in the similar same vein as uh, Spozil, where uh, he's solid defensively but brings a little bit of offensive skill as well. Uh, you know, scouts that have been really impressed by that over the years. The thing that's also interesting about him is he played in the world championships, not just the world juniors last year, but the world championships for the Slovak team as well, uh, which is, you know, the, the, the men tournament, as you had kind of uh, explained earlier. So uh, this is a guy that has a, a really good international pedigree, has, has played a lot of hockey uh, with the Slovak jersey on. Uh, I would imagine with him being the captain of the team last year, uh, coming back a year older, he would probably still be the captain again, although that has not been announced yet. But uh, I would think that he's a guy that they're going to count on to be a leader. And kind of that same vein as Sozo, he can dictate some play uh, from the blue line and, and score some goals. And that's been the thing that's been missing from him at the international level so far. Is he's played well defensively, but he just hasn't had the offensive impact I think teams had kind of, or excuse me, scouts had kind of expected him to have at the international level that he has had for the club teams. And, and so this could be a tournament where, where maybe he breaks out in that fashion uh, and, and turns some heads because certainly he'll be given every opportunity to do so, uh, playing big minutes for the Slovak team. Yeah, with that in mind, this is a huge tournament for Samuel Konoshko. And like I said, with Stanislav Svozil and the Czech Republic, I'm really eager to see what Konoshko can do with Slovakia because these are guys that I haven't really been able to see a whole lot before. Like you said, you were up at the Prospects tournament, at least got to see Svozil. But Konoshko, he's completely new, essentially, to the North American game. So this should be really, really intriguing to see not one but two Blue Jackets uh, defensemen going at it in this tournament but of course the guy that really everybody is excited to watch and that's not just Blue Jackets fans that's hockey fans in general is Kent Johnson and he's going to be on Team Canada of course Johnson if you've been living under a rock was the fifth overall pick at this summer's NHL draft University of Michigan forward Uh, the Blue Jackets got him this summer in the first round and uh, by all accounts and everything that I've seen this guy is the real deal Jeff. Yeah, and it's all about skill with Kent Johnson. Some of the moves he can make with the puck on his stick are just unbelievable. I mean, how quickly he's able to process the game and, and make things happen, uh, make passes, make individual plays. Uh, it, it's really unbelievable. And there are some, some of the highlights from the camp uh, that we've seen so far. And, and he's missed some time recently. He, had, uh, he was out with, uh, with COVID, so he missed about two weeks. But finally got out on the ice these last couple of days. And some of the highlights uh, of the shootouts that the, the team was doing just unbelievable things he's able to do with the puck on his stick. It really is incredible. Uh, and so he's countered on, you know, as he said, not just Blue Jackets fans are excited to watch him. The, the entire nation of Canada is excited to watch him. Uh, he's a British Columbia guy uh, who ended up playing college hockey, as you mentioned, playing at the University of Michigan. Uh, earlier this year was one of the leading scorers in, the, in all of college hockey, uh, with kind of having to miss some games, has uh, been passed by a couple guys. But, but he can put up points with the best of them uh, at any level. 
And so he's going to be countered on in a top six role as a winger. Uh, you know, there's talk that he'll be a center eventually in Columbus, uh, but he's going to play the wing again in this tournament. And, and it's just pure skill. And they're going to count on him to score, you know, a lot. Not just, you know, <laughs> to be a goal-a-game guy, perhaps, or a point-a-game guy, uh, especially as this tournament goes on and they get into the big games. Uh, they are absolutely expecting big things out of Ken Johnson. And if you're a Blue Jackets fan who hasn't had a chance to see him play yet or have only seen the highlights uh, on Twitter, he's a guy you're going to want to watch. That's just the, the, the truth about it because the things he can do uh, are really incredible. And he's a guy that when Michigan season is over, there's a good chance he'll, he'll make his NHL debut with the Blue Jackets and, and maybe next year be a full-time NHL player. So when we talk about this being the future uh, NHLers and this being the future of the, of the game, you know, Ken Johnson's right at the front of that because as a guy that was drafted so early and the guy that's producing the way he's produced everywhere he's been, uh, he's going to be a Blue Jacket sooner than later. So you, you can kind of get in on the ground floor and watch what he brings to the table here at this tournament. Yeah, I'm so excited to see Kent Johnson in this tournament. I've watched him a lot this season at the University of Michigan already. He's got four goals, 19 assists for 23 points in 17 games so far this year. Like Jeff said, he was actually the top scorer in the nation for a bit, but uh, he's missed some time uh, being out, so he's not up there anymore. But, I mean, he's still up there in the grand scheme of things when it comes to scoring in the country this year. But uh, it's all about skill, like you said. And I am so eager to watch him. I'm probably more excited to watch Kent Johnson in this tournament than I ever have been to watch a Blue Jackets prospect. Last year, I was excited to see Igor Chinikov, but he dealt with some injury. Um, but Johnson is going to get power play time. Like you said, all reports out of Team Canada's camp right now are that Kent Johnson is opening eyes and dropping jaws. And that's not the coaching staff. That's not just the scouts. That's the players on that team, guys that are going to be top prospects. Maybe the number one overall pick in this year's draft, Shane Wright, has come out and said that Kent Johnson is doing things that he couldn't even imagine doing. That's the type of stuff that Kent Johnson's pulling out in Team Canada's camp right now. And, you know, Trevor Zegers is a hot name in the National Hockey League right now for good reason. I mean, he combined with Sonny Milano for probably the goal of the year. But everything that I've read and everything that I've seen People are comparing Kent Johnson to Trevor Zegers. If anybody in this tournament can do the things that Trevor Zegers can do, it's Kent Johnson. And if anybody can have the impact that Trevor Zegers had on the tournament last year, it's going to be Kent Johnson. I mean, Trevor Zegers was the guy in the tournament last year, led the tournament in scoring, led Team USA to a gold medal last season with his creativity, with his ability to put the puck in the back of the net. And people are saying that if Team Canada wants to get back on that podium, back with that gold medal around their neck, that a guy like Kent Johnson is going to have to have that sort of impact that Trevor Zegers had last season. Yeah, for sure. And Zegers, I believe, set the American scoring record uh, in the tournament a year ago. I think he, what, was it 18 points in seven yeah. games or, or something like that? So, you know, like I said, when, when I say talking about, you know, Kent Johnson maybe being a goal-a-game guy, uh, that's kind of the measuring stick is uh, Trevor Zegers a year ago. Uh, with 18 points in, in seven games, you know, maybe Ken Johnson can have that kind of impact and uh, certainly has the skill to do it. Uh, you know, is he going to be 100% as far as uh, just getting his win back, getting his stamina back since he has missed uh, two weeks away from the ice, uh, that kind of stuff. But by all accounts, yeah, as you said, uh, he, he's turning heads out there. Everyone expects that, that he's going to be, you know, not just a good player and an important player for Team Canada, but a difference maker. And so, uh, like I said, if you're a, a Blue Jacket, a uh, fan who's very curious about what's going to happen here in the next couple of years with Ken Johnson. Uh, you say you can get in on the ground floor, get a chance to watch him right now. Uh, and it should be exciting because if you turn in a team Canada game, 
Uh, odds are you're going to see a lot of Ken Johnson. You're going to see Ken Johnson, you know, creating a lot and, and really being what he should be in this tournament as a superstar. You're, you're not the fifth overall pick for nothing. So, uh, you know, some really big names in this tournament, but Ken Johnson has the chance to be the biggest. All right. So that's what it's going to look like from a Blue Jackets perspective. Jeff mentioned it earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jeff. Uh, but uh, you said that probably everybody on Team Canada will be an NHL player at some point in their careers. And that extends to guys who haven't been drafted yet. So I want to talk about a couple of these prospects in this tournament that will be draft eligible this season and then the following year. And this is relevant because if the season were to end today, the NHL season, that is, the Blue Jackets would have two top 10 picks. And that's something really to look forward to this summer in the upcoming NHL draft, what the Blue Jackets can do as they continue to reload here. And the guy that everybody's talking about probably being the top pick this summer is Shane Wright. He's going to be featured a lot for Team Canada, Jeff. He's one of these top prospects. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, he's the guy in Team Canada's camp right now saying, yeah, Kent Johnson's doing things that I couldn't even imagine doing. If that, if that gives you any idea of uh, the type of skill that Kent Johnson has, Shane Wright, a guy that everybody's pretty much had locked in as the number one overall pick in this year's draft for a long time. Yeah, and he was a guy, uh, pretty much all these guys we're going to talk about were players that really dominated the U18 tournament a year ago. Uh, and so, the, I mean, by dominate, I mean, I think Shane Wright had 14 points in five games. You know, it's funny to look at these numbers and, you know, it must be easy being an NHL scout because at the end of the day, uh, when a guy has 14 points in five games at the uh, World U18 tournament, uh, he's probably a pretty good player. Uh, you don't have to do a ton of scouting to figure that out. Uh, but Shane Wright certainly uh, is a guy that I think everybody's going to be watching. Uh, if you're a Blue Jackets fan, it seems unlikely the Jackets will have the number one overall pick this year. Uh, wheels will really have to come off here uh, the way that the, the season's gone. Uh, but he's a guy that you're going to be watching at the NHL level uh, for a long time. Uh, brings a lot of skill, much like Ken Johnson. Uh, is going to rack up the points. Uh, is going to be a guy that, that the, the entire nation of Canada is watching. Uh, they're going to expect him to, to bear a big load, just like uh, Ken Johnson. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how he plays. And that's one of the fun things about this tournament is, you know, there is usually – a guy in this tournament that's going to be, you know, a number one or a number two overall pick uh, either this year or in the years coming. Uh, and there's a couple guys in 2023 we'll talk about as well, but Shane Wright's that guy for 2022. And, and it's a name you're going to want to get used to if you're an NHL fan. And, and here's your chance to see him uh, and see what, you know, how he can do uh, with the bright lights on here at the, uh, at this big tournament. All right. We'll stick with team Canada, but you just referenced guys in 2023, Connor Bedard. This guy is being billed as the best prospect uh, to come out of anywhere since Connor McDavid, essentially. That's how good this guy is. I mentioned earlier, this is a U-20 tournament. Well, he's made Team Canada at 16 years old. Uh, he plays with Stanislav Fosel in Regina. Uh, this kid, I I've watched a lot of tape on Connor Bedard as well. He is the real deal. He's got an elite, elite shot. I mean, if you were to put him in the NHL right now, he'd have a shot as good as probably most guys in the National Hockey League. He's already got one of the best shots in the world. On top of that, he's a fantastic skater and a tremendous playmaker. He's got essentially every tool in the tool chest you could ask for. Right shot centerman. I'm really excited to see what he can do in the tournament. And right now, Team Canada's got him on the same power play as Kent Johnson. So that could be a lot of skill together. Yeah, you're going to see uh, you're going to see some pretty good hockey out of these guys uh, if you're watching Team Canada as this tournament goes on. Uh, but yeah, certainly, I mean, you, you've probably watched him more than I have. I know kind of his bona fides. Maybe you just need to be named Connor uh, to be, and if you're a Canadian kid and you have a good chance to be one of the best players in the world, as you said, kind of comparing him to Connor McDavid. Uh, but he's another guy that at the U18 tournament was pretty much unstoppable. 
Um, and again, it's, it's such a young age. And I, I saw an interview with him recently when the Jackets were up in Canada uh, in kind of the previews for this tournament. And he looks 16. I mean, he's, he's definitely a teenager, but he gets out there on the ice and, and he can do things that, that nobody else can do. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. And, and he's a, that highly of a touted prospect for a reason. Uh, and, and it's always interesting to see, you know, like a guy like McDavid in some of these tournaments when he was younger, the, the impact he was able to have. Uh, they'll expect the same thing out of Connor Bedard. Uh, and despite the fact that he's so young, it would not surprise me at all to see him be a guy that fills up the score sheet because of just how talented he is uh, and the success he's had at previous international tournaments. Seems like the big stage does not face him. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how this goes. But uh, again, a guy you're going to be hearing a lot about as the years go by because he's going to be uh, a very good chance to be the number one overall pick in 2023. Were it not for, I think, the next guy we're going to talk about who, who uh, also pretty much fits the same bill as being an unbelievably skilled player uh, out of Russia. Yeah, Matt Vey Mitchkov. This guy, another guy making his World Junior Tournament debut at 16 years old. Uh, if it weren't for Connor Bedard, Mitchkov would likely be billed as the number one overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. You know, you think about Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, that rivalry that's developed over the years. Too early to do that with Connor Bedard and Matt Vey Mitchkov, but he can get pretty darn close. These guys will likely go number one and number two overall in the 2023 NHL draft. You know, a draft that the Blue Jackets certainly could be involved in um, when it comes to high picks if, you know, they want to continue this reload on the track that they are right now. And these are two all-world prospects in Bedard and Matt Day Michkov I'm talking about. But Michkov is another guy. He is going to feature heavily on Team Russia's you know, lineup or in team rushes lineup, I really should say in this tournament and all eyes are going to be on him in this tournament. I think he lit it up at the U18 worlds. Like you've talked about with both Shane Wright and Connor Bedard, Mitch Goff, That was really his welcome to the spotlight. Everybody had heard about him. I don't think anybody had seen about him yet at that point or really seen him in action. Um, he came to North America. He lit it up down in Frisco at the U18 worlds and I'm expecting a big tournament from Mitchkov here uh, in Red Deer in Edmonton. Yeah, he's unbelievable. There's just no way to, <laughs> other way to put it. Uh, he's already at age 16 playing for the, uh, the St. Petersburg team, uh, the, the senior team in the KHL, uh, getting some games there and does not look out of place. He's scoring some unbelievable goals in the second best league in the world right now. I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe his first goal for St. Petersburg was a Michigan goal uh, or something <laughs> like that. Like he scored an unbelievable, his first goal was like, oh my God, like how did he do that? Um, it was something like that, but, uh, you know, like I say, the, the skill is unreal. Uh, his ability at that age is, is phenomenal. Uh, he's a guy that is probably going to be up there. You know, it would not be a huge surprise if at the end of this tournament, uh, the four scoring leaders are, are Ken Johnson, uh, Shane Wright, Connor Bedard and, and Mitch Koff because, you know, he's just as talented as Bedard. It seems like, uh, his offensive skill and creativity is unreal. He's probably playing at the highest level of any of these guys right now playing in the KHL and getting minutes there. Uh, and it's been really impressive so far. And, and the interesting thing about him when it comes to the NHL draft is that he's already signed with St. Petersburg through 2026. And so uh, he's, he's pro projected to be a top pick in 23. Whoever takes him will have to wait three more years uh, for him to come over uh, at the age of 21, probably, which is still pretty good. Uh, you know, you're going to get a, a lot of hockey out of this guy. Uh, but I think, you know, some teams will probably be a little bit scared off of that at the end of the day. Uh, but, you know, he'll probably be a guy that's worth the wait because his skill, his presence, his ability to create is unbelievable. Uh, one of the best Russian prospects, I think, since Ovechkin and a guy that is going to be worth the price of admission or the price of NHL Network uh, if you watch this tournament as it goes by. 
Yeah, I'll certainly be tuning into at least a couple team Russia games just to watch Mitchkov. I mean, they're going to have skill as it is. They're going to be a good team in this tournament. But Mitchkov, I think, is the straw that stirs the drink, even though he's 16 years old playing in this tournament. I'm I'm fired up to see what he can do, especially, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping to see Team Canada, Team Russia come together and see what uh, Bedard and Mitchkov look like facing off against one another. But, Jeff, I want to talk about one more guy and bring it back to this year's draft, the 2022 NHL draft, and also bring it back to Team USA because, obviously, we're in the middle of the United States right now, and we've talked about everybody but Team USA right now. Team USA doesn't have a lot of draft-eligible guys on their roster this year. Most everybody has already been selected in the NHL draft, which bodes well for Team USA. They're going to have a lot of talent. I mean, led by a player like Matty Beneers, who is the number two overall pick by Seattle at this summer's NHL draft and is a teammate of Kent Johnson's up at Michigan right now. But Logan Cooley, he's one of two, I believe, draft-eligible prospects uh, this year on Team USA's roster He's a young centerman, um, but he's billed as a guy that probably will go in the top 10 at the 2022 NHL draft. And like I said, the Blue Jackets, two top 10 picks if the season were to end right now in this summer's draft. So Cooley is a guy that could be potentially in play for the Blue Jackets, but he's really that young guy to look at for Team USA. Yeah, and it is funny, you're right, we haven't talked much about Team USA up to this point, but uh, they're the defending champs, and you know they shut out Canada 2-0 in the final last year, a great performance uh, and a very entertaining uh, game. Uh, a bunch of guys that you've heard of, uh, if you follow hockey at all, are going to be on this team. As you mentioned, Matty Benier is kind of leading the way, uh, but, but Logan Cooley is an interesting player, uh, I believe a Pittsburgh native, uh, who, who's a guy that's you know performing well uh, up to this point in the, in the year with the U.S. Uh, National Team Development Program. Uh, is you know at the age of 17 uh, in a in a U20 tournament they're expecting him to be one of the top two centers uh, I believe and so uh, a guy certainly to watch and, and, and that is as we said kind of the fun about this tournament is uh, not only are you watching the future of the game but you're watching guys that are going to be drafted soon and could end up wearing the sweater of, of the Blue Jackets and he's a guy that seems like he'd be right in that range potentially for the Jackets as a potential top 10 pick uh, but not quite a, a Shane Wright guy uh, so he'll be very interesting to watch. Uh, if you're looking for, for Team USA guys to kind of pinpoint, uh, he's definitely high up on the list because it's a name that you're going to hear a lot about uh, going into the NHL draft a year from now, uh, which is, again, the, the fun of this whole thing is seeing what's, what's coming up next. And uh, Logan Cooley is a big part of that. Uh, and, and, you know, anytime you can see the U.S. National Team Development Program or the, the U18 or the U20 team, uh, and, and you see them having success at the international level as well, uh, it, it's pretty cool to see uh, just how good American hockey has become uh, and, and just, you know, the, the, the talent that is out there uh, is really impressive, and it's, it seems like it's getting better every year as this game has grown throughout America uh, over the years. And it's also, another thing that's cool is you're seeing guys from all over the country. Uh, the way that, that the NHL has kind of grown the game and, and has teams in, uh, all over the country, you're seeing California kids and Texas kids and Florida kids. You know, the Blue Jackets have Andrew Peake, for example. Uh, the, the game's really grown, and you're seeing a lot of good athletes playing hockey, and the, and the U.S. national team has, has really uh, reaped the benefits of that uh, over the last couple of years. And hey, Team USA never repeated as, as gold medalists in this tournament before. So a big opportunity for Team USA to, to run it back like they did in it last season. And it'll be hard because Team Canada is stacked. I think they're the favorite in this tournament. Um, Team Finland's going to be good. Uh, Team Russia, they'll certainly be right there as well. They've got a little bit different of a roster uh, than they have in years past. They didn't take really anybody playing in North America right now. But uh Team USA 
They're projected to be one of the best teams in this tournament, like they always are. They're going to need their big players to be their big players. You know, Jake Sanderson, who was a, a top five pick a couple years back, a, a solid, solid defenseman. They're going to have Luke Hughes, obviously, who's another one of Kent Johnson's teammates at Michigan. He was the fourth overall pick this year. They've got some horses on that blue line, and then they've got some good forwards up front. But Logan Cooley, I brought him up for a reason because I, I want Blue Jackets fans to know who that is. Because, again, season ended today. Blue Jackets would have two top ten picks. Logan Cooley, he's a centerman. You always want to draft centerman. And right now he's projected to go in the top ten. And uh, he's one of those young guys on Team USA that's really, really somebody to watch. So I'm eager to see what Team USA does in this tournament. I will certainly be tuning in, Jeff. I know you will be too. Uh, that's all I got for you, man. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, it should be a really fun tournament. I, I enjoyed watching it last year, uh, the way that Team USA played and, and seeing some of the, the future stars of the game uh, and future Blue Jacket stars was pretty cool. And it should be the same this year. All right, everybody, that will do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast. Jeff Svoboda and I really, really appreciate it, and we will talk to you next time, all right?